0: Let's go!
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Disney Plus's Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This is episode five, A God Buys Us a Cheeseburger. I have a, I think, let's say, suspicion that we're both going to agree about how we feel about this episode. We got some new characters, which... If you've been following our coverage, we were excited about Aries specifically, so it was nice to see him on the screen and in, in what I thought was a very successful uh, showing, I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, before we get into, like, I guess, breaking down the episode itself,
0: do you agree with that assessment? Oh, dude, Edge did it for me. Like he was great. Yeah, Aries was awesome. I have been craving the breaking of the cyclical pattern that we kind of fell into through the first four episodes. And it felt like we finally did that here. We didn't have a basic CGI monster that the gang just stumbles into. And then Percy ends up killing. I thought this was so much better. Like I had fun, the entire episode, a lot more fun to talk about. And they, they got into like the inner politics a little bit yeah. between the gods, which, you know, that's like the bread and butter for fantasy sci-fi TV shows for me. Like if you can nail the world building in that way and, Everybody knows the stories about the Greek gods, at least at a surface level, but what little they were giving you here extra on top was really good for me. And I think it's going to play well in the long term because finally, man, we're getting we got two of the main gods, right? Hephaestus and Ares in this episode. And that's what I've been looking forward to is seeing how they were going to raise the tension in the stakes and then give us this sibling cousin interplay. I just thought this was the best episode of the season so far. And yeah. I'm pretty happy. Like I was I went right downstairs as I go like. Yo, like Dude, Edge killed it. I'm all, I'm all yeah. in on, on him this, as Ares.
1: For sure the best episode of the season. And you could just feel the weight of things, I think, more. Like you're saying, we've moved on from the monsters, which the monsters aren't necessarily uncool, but the gods themselves are much cooler. I mean, we got mm-hmm. literally almost every name drop you could hope for yep. borderline in this episode. I mean, they literally hit, it's got to be 10 to 12 of them.
0: So. Hera, Aphrodite, Zeus, Poseidon, Hades—like they said, everyone, almost all the yeah. twelve gods. Athena, everyone of course. Like, like, yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah, that was just good, and and yeah, getting into like the over, getting back to, I guess, let's say, like the overarching plot, the quest. There's a lot more, I think, emotion involved here. The acting I thought was fantastic in this episode. Percy mm-hmm. and Annabeth have their moments. Grover, like we I said at the end of last episode, when we went over things of like Grover just kind of feels there, but he didn't feel that way this episode. I Mm -hmm. thought he was great in this
0: episode as well, so everything hit for me for sure. Yeah, he showed his experience a little bit, but we'll talk about that. So that's the initial thoughts. I'm ready to, without harping on too many things, ready to go through it if you are.
1: Yeah, just the way we always go through these things, we try to bucket the story as much as possible, so we're not. Talking too long about individual scenes that happen. So basically, I mean, the first conversation to be had is just kind of this aftermath of last mm-hmm. episode. They're kind of uh, Grover is realizing that the police are really looking at them. It seems like there's been a terrorist attack, obviously at the St. Louis Arch, and then we have Annabeth is looking at the fates. We see Percy's now out of the river, and they're you know happy to see him and all that kind of stuff. So they just, uh, just I guess maybe thoughts on those quick things. There's really not a lot here, but.
0: I'm upset that they told us that they were the fates right away. Cause like I clocked it. I'm sure yeah. you might've too. I was just like, that would have been a fun thing to it's, this is when it gets back to, this is obviously a little bit for younger crowds mm-hmm. where, the setups and the payoffs for a lot of things are like almost instant for this show makes for a less entertaining podcast. Cause we could have been having a conversation about the fates, but I like if that really was the fates, what it symbolized, but they give us those answers right away. That's fine. That's what this show is going to be. It's fast paced. Like we have a lot to cover a lot of um, different Greek things to cover. Uh, but the only thing I wanted to bring up, and this is going to be probably the only negative thing I say throughout the episode is it feels like a complete plot hole that he, Percy is now healed from the poison. Where they tried to heal him with water in last episode, but now he's just good. We're just going to drop that, I guess. I guess they're trying to
1: make it be that maybe the type of water matters. Was it the ocean or wasn't it wasn't it the
0: Mississippi River?
1: I guess the river versus maybe like the fountain water that's been treated at the municipal week, week, whatever that's authority. I don't know.
0: Not yeah. even a big deal for me because I would have accepted the fountain healing Percy, but the fact that it didn't and they said that and now he's healed without them saying anything, I don't love that. But that's yeah. my only like writing I mean, the, thing I'm gonna take apart.
1: Timing thing too, he wasn't in the fountain crazy long. I don't really know.
0: I don't really care that much either. I just thought that was a dumb thing to do, but
1: yeah and this so this kind of bucket here is extending into them walking they're realizing that Mm -hmm. they really can't take the train they can't take a bus we've already talked about the fact they can't take a plane so they're kind of walking down the road and best acting a little weird to Percy. Percy thinks this. I just, it got a little chuckle out of me where he's like, hey, it was a hug. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, we're <laughs> friends. Like, don't think too much about it. And she goes, no, dummy. Like, <laughs> I literally saw the fates. One of them cut a thread. Like, we're one of us is going to die. And he was like, nah, it ain't going to happen like that.
0: Just Walker's humor is just, like, I liked it initially, but it's so growing on me. His mm. his style of, like, comedy beats and, like, timing and delivery. I like Walker's like just how he flavors the the comedy of this show really well. And I think it just it's the more I watch him, the more I'm like, yeah, he's he was a good pick as Percy being a little yeah. jackass, like quick, smart ass stuff. Um, all that's great. But uh the thing that I wanted to talk about that they're really uh just fine-tuning the point that Percy is of the old way or of the new ways. Like that's like a huge theme throughout this episode. And it's, Mm -hmm. and he's in the process of transitioning to being more of a hybrid where he understands the old ways more. And he's talking about that here out loud where he's saying, well, obviously like we got to figure out who the, who even took the bolt, like Hades is the number one candidate. And then he looks over he's like, you guys already thought about all this, right? Like, so there, this is just showing Percy's evolution into Starting to think about the right things without having it to be shown to us all the time. It's a little bit of character growth, like throwing him into the Greek world. I thought that kind of got shown here a yeah, bit. Like a yeah, little
1: growth after having like that positive interaction with his dad.
0: Sure, yeah, and that's what he says. Like, mm-hmm. felt th- he says things feel different now, which is cool. When he made the joke about the the hug, it made me laugh. I think more because
1: I was thinking he was gonna like be in a friendly way. How he just had like a positive interaction with his dad, and Annabeth mm-hmm. is fresh off this like really negative interaction with her mom, and like I thought he was gonna address like a jealousy aspect, but then it was the hug thing, and i was like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. That's
0: He's, Percy's so dumb, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let the more interesting piece of this scene is, of course, when our boy aries shows up. And I'm I'm just coining that right now. Can I? Can we own that, our boy? Yeah, that's can we say that our boy. <laughs> we were <laughs> for the time waiting being waiting for
1: him. I, yeah. When I opened the episode and the thumbnail was him, I was like, yes.
0: I was just going to say, I knew it was him the second they they're like, alright, motorcycle's coming up. That's just a perfect <laughs> way to modernize Ares and make him a badass, because he just shows up, and technically this is the first god that Percy has seen. Percy, Annabeth, and Grover have seen on screen. We have seen Hermes for that one split second with the Medusa mm-hmm. thing, but but this is Percy's first interaction with a god, and I love how he handles everything. Maybe not in this specific scene, but he's told here, yeah, Aries says, as your big cousin, maybe I want to give you guys a hand. So, that's like his hint, but the later scenes when he's talking to Ares are fucking they got me yeah, hyped man. like how he treats Ares but Ares does say that Zeus sent all of his kids to search for the master bolt which is just like cool if you know greek mythology in any capacity because pretty much like half of the main gods are related oh. to Zeus in in that way so that's just a cool busy. thing to keep in the back of your head that anytime yeah i guess just that that all of Zeus's kids including Ares who like half of the of the the 12 or is it 9 of the 12 Greek gods are all Zeus's kids. And then the other two are just Poseidon and Hades. It's Poseidon, Hades, Zeus, and then all of Zeus's direct kids, right? Kind of forget if that's how it is. Like Hephaestus is definitely Zeus's kid. Yeah, but um, Hera? Aries. Okay, Hera, Hera's. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. When, I, I forget. Is Hera, is are they, they're not siblings? They might <laughs> that be that siblings, which is probably cr- another one of Cronus's kids or something. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, it's just cool to know that there's some big players out there that are also searching for the Master Bolt. Yeah. So
1: he kind of invites them down the road to the diner. I just like how he says, don't dawdle. And then just drives away and makes them hitchhike or walk there. Basically it just got a little chuckle out of me, but the diner, so the diner part one is like him, you know, we're talking to him and getting his kind of feelings a little bit about the war. He reveals that the bolt really doesn't matter. It seems like at this point, he's Mm -hmm. just like Zeus is pretty gung ho on this war, no matter what's going to happen. And then he sends him on this quest to get his shield. And then if they do that, he'll get him to the underworld. This was like the first, I guess, like real acting interaction they have with Edge. He, you know, on the motorcycle, it's a very quick scene. This it felt more like I was really looking out for like how it goes with him like having the conversation with the kids. And I was just like blown away in the positive sense. I thought this was just a great start.
0: I think his facial acting is good. He's very like quick to be mad as hell, like right away. And you can see like veins in his head and then he's chilling things.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all works really well.
0: And his story that he gave like the two second pitch about Cronus, Cronus, the the god of time or the the Titan of time, who's like the father of Zeus, all that. I know all that stuff, but like I like that they just kind of gave it to you real quick. Um And then he's like, yeah, like my dad's going into war. He's like, isn't that great? And he's yeah, he so loves all of it. excited that there's about to be a war because there hasn't been like a global war that like would please a Greek God in a while. So I yeah. love that. The other thing I wanted to bring up was something that we both loved early on. And I think it was episode two, we found out from Mr. D Dionysus, and or it was about the whole the idea that Dionysus was trying to use demigods to get around the gods' rules. That's exactly what this is. So that's what it seems like it's reemphasizing. Ares can't get in to Ephesus' playground to get his shield back. So he's going to use the demigods to circumnavigate the rules. And I think we both love that plot point. And it's cool that they're just actively using it again like this.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then know mm-hmm. on the, the goofier side, it was a good idea adjustment to make him someone who likes to argue on the internet, on Twitter...
0: Oh, trolling! Yeah, like that, that was, was good. Awesome.
1: Yeah, felt very Ares of warlike, like him. And then we do find out that the FBI is actually after Percy specifically. We see Wade mm-hmm. on the news. In his very sorry <laughs> Zach Wilson's state. number one yeah, fan. So <laughs> that's just something that's kind of happening in the background. So the, mm-hmm. at this point, they're kind of desperate enough where they have to to take on Aries' quest and his and need his help essentially. So we'll take the amusement park as its own thing. And that'll be second so we're going to stick in the diner and what i guess would be diner part two which is grover and aries and i loved these scenes just looking it up on the internet afterwards because like i said or we've said before that our you know recall of everything that happens is obviously diminished since we've read the books when we were teenagers i guess for sure i assume we were teenagers had to be um so this seems like it was a big change especially grover's character the way like you were saying earlier about like the experience and all that kind of stuff but i Mm -hmm. thought it was fucking fantastic it just shows grover is like an actual part of the team he's like more than just this kind of bumbling sidekick i guess you could say and i had been calling out for character development for him and it feels like we really got it this episode
0: and just speaking on more clout for his name or his resume of things he's done he was invited to the Mount Olympus event that happens every year where he initially met Ares so that's just cool he's very um uh like thrown in there with all the gods like he seems like he's met a bunch of them which is cool he's only 24 which is even in the Greek universe is pretty young so and i just like his confidence like how he was trying to socially manipulate Ares into getting some answers too which yeah. was awesome just the way i thought that was the actor's best scene of the show
1: yeah for sure is that Going conversation yeah the deep cuts, Aries' deep cuts, which actually yeah. makes him like impressed. Cause at first he's like, Seder, like you're a Sater. like you obviously hate me, like you eat tofu and worship flowers, you wouldn't want nothing to do with me. But he was like, starts bringing up, you know, the Turbo War and the Lobster War and the 335 years war. So that was just, it just worked so well. And he's really it's kind of almost like a boxing match where he's like kind of softening Aries up, softening Aries up. And then he kind of comes in with the hook, which is like talking about the bolt at the end. Mm-hmm. kind of the little the bait he uses essentially is him saying that athena makes things complicated so that she comes off as smart and aries is dumb mm-hmm. and aries that pause and then he bangs the table and was like thank you like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that acting worked so well for me so yeah grover is just kind of getting all of this information out of aries in a very i guess i don't want to say silent way a very casual way which i so thought was very impressive
0: before. let me ask you then this is a little bit skipping ahead to the end, but you mentioned it. Like the whole idea and plan was to see if he can glean any bit of information about who the real Master Bolt the mm-hmm. who the who the the lightning thief is, because that's what they were talking about in the beginning of the episode. They set it up for this whole purpose. Yeah. Who are we supposed to walk away thinking that Grover figured it out was? Is it supposed to be like one of Ares' sons? Is well? who or like Athena? Like how what were we supposed to take that Grover click? I have too many spoiler things in my head from I'm yeah. like conflating the idea of Am I reading into that because that I already know where the path is? Or was there actually something in that dialogue? Like, Because all I can take from it is it's somebody, one of Aries' kids or Athena is the only thing that I am guessing yeah. that Grover's thinking. It feels
1: like the obvious answer after the interaction is like Grover thinks it's Athena, but that seems too wrong to be right type of deal. I don't think that Grover actually thinks that. So yeah, it, it almost feels like... That it's maybe like Aries, you know, where Grover's like, oh, you caught the lightning thief mm-hmm. trying to get him to like react. Obviously, he's trying to get him to react to that thought and those words, but actually trying to see reading it in a way where Grover has the assumption that it's Aries. Because sure. Aries, like, if it is Aries, Aries is the lightning thief. And Grover is saying, like, hey, I know you know who the lightning thief is type of deal. Right. I just, yeah, I don't know what they want us to think. Obviously, we know what happens and what the truth is. It's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see. Obviously, that was the big cliffhanger at the end of the episode is Grover saying he knows who stole the Master Bolt. I don't know who they think we should be thinking.
0: Yeah, but I'm okay with it playing out like that because... I didn't know if it was just obvious to the average audience member. Yeah. I wanted you to check me there, but it seems like we're both on the same page that it's not very obvious of what yeah. Grover's conclusion was, which is probably going to be the first conversation we get in the next episode.
1: I, th- I mean, do you think he's right? I don't think he's
0: going to be right. No, absolutely not. But I, yeah, okay. whatever information he got, though, is going to somehow have a payoff. Otherwise, it's just bad storytelling. Like, it's going to lead them to doing something or having a conversation with somebody that's going to, you know, domino effect type of yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Ares does have this acknowledgement that he knows that Percy didn't take the bolt. And Grover says the thing that I believe they mentioned earlier, maybe episode two about the quest itself, and that it really doesn't matter because Zeus thinks he did. And that's like the actual thing that matters. Grover's obviously using that, I think, as the crux of like Mm -hmm. Zeus thinks he does and that's what matters. So who would want to manipulate Zeus into thinking that? So I'm yeah. I'm not really sure.
0: And I did say that maybe he's thinking Ares' kids, but that doesn't really make sense too because he said, like Ares says in this conversation, I hate kids, especially my kids. So, yeah. which is a cool wrinkle because like, of course, the God of War would just not want to be a father. Like, what the fuck yeah. would he want that? So yeah, all yeah. of that seems to either. check. I feel like the Ares modernized characterization by Edge is just a complete success. And, and like this Grover conversation, you know, it just played into what I wanted for the character.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm so
0: blown away at how successful this was and i did you know that he's only i mean unless i'm wrong and i didn't read far enough into his imdb besides obviously wrestling he's only been in vikings besides this this is I like I his looked second into it,
1: like when he was announced cuz i was curious yeah yeah
0: do you remember so. if he was in any other any no, other things no, like, i, I could everything vikings is like
1: and being like hmm and then that was it Yeah.
0: It's WWE, WWF, like all the yeah. iterations that he like <laughs> lived funny. through. It's just everything is like wrestling, and yeah, he's good. And if, if you Google Edge, just I love looking at like the first image of him just a little bit younger, just yeah. roided, I like insane. <laughs> used to, of course, hate yeah, him yeah,
1: yeah, of course, it's, yeah. But now, now he's an him. entertainer, baby. He's yeah, that's freaking true. great, man. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, so speaking about entertaining, I guess we can transition into the amusement park. So this is Hephaestus's amusement park that Annabeth and Percy are going to go to, it's, there's not much happens before the ride of love, but essentially we just kind of learn some small things. Annabeth's never seen a movie and Percy's like, what? That's like, you know, mm-hmm. that'll come back Little around, things. I'm sure. Yeah, Annabeth going off this personality of a child of Athena is very impressed by the amusement park itself. And then we we find out here through Percy and her talking that Ares was with Aphrodite in the park Mm -hmm. And that's why he had to leave his shield behind. So that's why it's still there. And then like you mentioned, um, he's sending the demigods to go get it because he can't go get back and get it himself.
0: Well, first of all, let me ask you this before I just comment on that. When you think of Hephaestus, what in your mind, what is he the God of? Like, what's the first thing you think of?
1: I was thinking, yeah, like fire and the forge.
0: That's like blacksmith fire forge. Mm -hmm. That's what it's just interesting to me that they call him the God of craftsmen as like his number one title i've never heard that like i mean i guess it obviously makes sense it's like a synonym for blacksmith but i just it's always like the forge which is which is Mm -hmm. just interesting and how they like built this up this little drama story it's funny to me that aphrodite is just just her being hot it's just always like a problem for everybody. Like, wasn't Aphrodite <laughs> directly involved with yeah. the Medusa backstory? Yeah. And now it's like, it's very um, important for this whole throne and like everything. So I just think it's funny that her just being like the hottest god ever is just such an issue for all the other gods. I mean, it's but, realistic. Yeah. I'm sure it would be a fucking problem. Yeah. Do you think we're going to meet her this season? Um, I'm going to say no. I would like yeah. to. Save maybe save her for next season if she doesn't have a good plot point because I think she was not in the first movie, right? Because Persephone was down the road with Hades. Maybe we'll meet her, but we might be done meeting gods until the very end, maybe like the last two episodes. But either way, I liked Hephaestus too, and I think like this is a cool idea to make his home base like this, this waterland park that he just built everything. It was just a cool spin on just like how you would come across the the god of craftsmanship
1: yeah yeah for sure so the ride of love itself is a very popular book scene i think based off the fact that people love to ship percy and, and annabeth together and this is mm-hmm. kind of like i don't want to say necessarily the start but kind of the start um and then i thought this episode did a great job as we get through the ride of love and you know they're talking about Hephaestus's story and then Percy gets them out of the water after they have to jump out. And they have this argument over who's going to sacrifice to sit in the Mm -hmm. chair. And I thought the emotional weight of what was happening and the development of their relationship was perfect. I thought that I felt it for sure. I thought the acting was fantastic. Annabeth feels more like a, a person now than like kind of a warrior, like a one track minded
0: Sort of being perfect. closed off and stuff. Yeah, yeah like perfect
1: yeah. person, you know? So I thought everything that they did here worked for me.
0: I mean, this was the, the most obvious example of growth for her. Like, mm. especially when she's talking to Hephaestus and she actually changes his his mind. Like one of these guys that, one of these Greek gods that are just known for being stubborn. She changed his mind through her growth that was caused by Percy. And I'm, I'm bringing that up now because in this ride of love, they talk about Percy's mom for a second and Percy's like, she, she kind of messed me up. She didn't let me like involve myself in the Greek. She was trying to keep me away, but then you kind of find out that Annabeth sees it as a strength. Like she was trying to make sure that he didn't just fall into the old ways. And I brought it up already. That's a major theme. And his, New age mindset is really what's driving Percy and making him so unique and important and like why this is all going to work out for him and like why he's such an important quester right now in this story. So it's just cool that all these like moving plot points are really coming together to just show why Percy's special rather than him just being the natural chosen one that everything works out for like there's reasons the mom's raising of him is like part yeah, of it yeah, and just part. his attitude like all of that is really coming into play it's subtle and it's not they don't like harp on it which i actually appreciate because it kind of lends itself to rewatches and just not just in your face like oh like percy's like this because of this it's it's i think it was just good writing and like this whole scene really worked well for the series what did you
1: think of Hephaestus?
0: I wish we got more, to be honest. And I will say that yeah. I think he got convinced a little bit too easy to just yeah. kind of release his, his trap that they just spent a couple minutes building up as like this epic item that you can't get out of once you decide that you're going to be in. I went back and forth because I also said, well, like this is the power of Annabeth growing and like Percy's influence on this world is really showing. It was a little too easy, but is that the, the forty-minute episode problem. Like, if everything was yeah. an hour, man, I feel like so many things would be better about this show if this every single episode was an hour, like every other streaming site does for any show nowadays. If you're gonna do eight episodes, and that's, I'm I'm kind of over complaining about that and just accepting it. But that a lot of issues stem from the short screen time.
1: Yeah, that was the one I would say nitpick I had of this episode is that it felt like he showed well, up and he was like, nah. Granted, she does like, the whole eat or be eaten, and Percy's better than that. He doesn't think that way. And, like, that's why she wants to help him and then save him. And he shouldn't just be sacrificed to this chair. Mm-hmm. And I get that, yeah, like her words would move him. And then he's like, you know, not
0: all of us enjoy being this way or whatever. I don't know. I thought it's that helped tough. a little bit, though, because it, it really showed that Hephaestus hates the old ways as well. Like, that was the yeah. only if he didn't already have that in his head, like this almost felt like, what is it called? The straw that broke the camel's back, mm-hmm. whatever, like yeah. the last thing that he needed to actually like he was never going to move against the gods in the old ways. But like this easy, very um doable change, like presents itself to him right there. And he just leans into it because yeah. he wants to see the change. And like this, you know, that mindset could start spreading to other gods, which would be cool. But I agree. Like, yeah, That's,
1: it's just the tough part of thinking the fact that he's been alive for untold amount of time. Mm-hmm. And and again there's they talked about it earlier the whole concept of fate and that kind of stuff and and obviously it's a story so we have a protagonist and and things go on and there's obviously a yeah. level of, of plot armor involved that just yeah was kind of like
0: No, I'm not going to defend moment. it. I'm not talking you off yeah. the ledge if that's where you're going. Oh no. For. <laughs> and it was
1: just a small little nitpick. It just felt like oh, okay, we're we're doing this. But also we kind of got to move on, so it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, that was li- yeah. literally the only small complaint I had here.
0: Well, mine was what was mine earlier was the I uh, was the the him healing Giving himself her- from the poison without okay, yeah yeah.
1: But um- also, I mean, you were talked about it last episode where you're gonna be pissed if he gave her Riptide. Well, he gives her a Riptide. He oh her the oh, pen. the pen. Yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. He um, gave it over this
1: episode. And he
0: true upset. i was i was actually upset about yeah. that and i actually had the thought again but i was like hey, i knew i knew this wasn't gonna <laughs> yeah, be longer yeah. than a second so i didn't even like clock it because my first thought was like she's not even gonna ask how to use it whatever yeah. whatever <laughs> um,
1: Yeah. It doesn't, at this point it doesn't matter
0: the other thing i was just gonna say because i because there were no monsters in this episode i'm gonna keep saying it every episode they needed to find a way to make their cool ass CGI appearance, and it was the throne, like going the gold and yeah. Im- going over. Percy looked amazing again. Yeah, so really cool. they didn't have a they didn't have a use of all their money to spend on a monster, so they needed to do it somewhere. And I thought that looked sick, even though it gets reversed in two seconds. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, last point. I will say I would have been way madder if Annabeth, within three seconds of looking at those gears, fixed it and reversed it. I was thinking that's yeah. where they were going, and I was ready to be pissed, but I prefer the cheap Hephaestus path than the cheap Annabeth figures this shit out in two seconds when they just said like gods can't even figure out how to undo this.
1: Yeah, for sure. like and like you're saying, if there was some more time, maybe like a different trial she could have went through. Mm-hmm. to warm Hephaestus up a little bit, but it's not even It would have there. been nicer. That yeah, extra 20 minutes could have been spent on that, and it would have been great. It happened the way it happened. It's all good. Some, just another one thing I want to call out is he reveals to her why he picked her. We know this because he says mm-hmm. it to us in episode two, but he kind of just tells her, like, I thought you would be someone who wouldn't hesitate to sacrifice me, showing the development of their relationship up to this point where she's obviously very upset that he is trying to sacrifice himself. They have that nice little moment where he's like, he's either a request or he kind of is about to make a promise. And she goes, like, tries, she cuts him off basically. He's like, obviously, I'll save your mom. And he goes, well, that's nice, but I was going to ask you to, to swing back around. And that was just a nice little moment, again, showing the development of their friendship and kind of the deepening of their bond together. It's just all that worked for me.
0: Yeah, no notes. It was just it, everything besides what we already talked about. It was all good. Um, yeah. And then it, it really plays well into the cool shield falling, Aries shield falls, they grab it. And then this is when our three characters converge again to the diner. Are we ready to move on? I can just keep yes, going. Sir. Sprinkled throughout all this, of course, is the Grover and Aries conversations, but so it's not as abrupt, but once they do get the shield and escape, they show back up at the diner and then they just drop it right on the table. Ares a little hype. And it, and yeah. then what is person, did you write the quote down? He's like, so where's our ride or something like yeah, that, whatever, some, whatever it, it was something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, naturally, they just, the next scene, he, Follows up because God's usually, you know, they they make these deals and quests. And they usually follow through at least surface. Like they might have other reasons why they're doing it in their head, but whatever. He does agree to help them get across the country to L.A. But what he says is this truck that you're gonna jump in. It's gonna take you to a Lotus Hotel in Vegas, where you're gonna find Hermes. And if you can talk to Hermes and actually convince him to help you, you'll be in L.A. in a minute, which is cool because. Yeah, obviously he's the he's driver. the speed god. Yeah. So that's a great idea. And this is where I'll just for a second, when I think of the first movie, the, the Percy Jackson movie, I always think about the Lotus Hotel and yeah. like them in there. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I'm not gonna lie. It's about how moment. they're gonna treat this. It's gonna be, yeah, like with the oh, I don't wanna no spoilers because obviously <laughs> we don't do that here, but if they if they do it even a little bit like the movie from what I remember, I don't remember how different it is from the books, but I just remember that being a really cool concept in this world so yeah i i have confidence
1: especially for this episode i think i have confidence
0: yeah yeah of course and then we're promised that hermes might be there so anytime we're gonna get a greek god i'm gonna be a little happy so yeah, hopefully that, that shit's comes probably through. gonna
1: happen for sure yeah so Ares does give them some supplies here he gives them some clothes some money throws a backpack at percy he's still being this I don't want to say cheeky, but he's just doesn't really believe in them. He's kind of like, this is the favor because you did the favor for me. But like Mm -hmm. get in the truck and fuck off. Basically, like it's not going to work out no matter what. Percy obviously does not take very kindly to that. I just love this confrontation. It's just a very good characterization of of how we know Percy. You think you know who I am, but you don't. And if you aren't careful, you'll find out. I was like, damn, Mm. bro,
0: (laughs) that's a fucking hard line to say to the God of War. So Percy's just that guy. I love it. I thought that was awesome and badass. And just from thinking about it from Aries perspective, anytime one of the big three gods' kid is there, even if it's the beginning of their journey and of life, you gotta in the back of your head think there's a chance that this is gonna be a world changer, right? Yeah. Like because every time it's always Zeus's kid, it's always Poseidon's kid, it's never really Hades' kid, but either way, like these are the most powerful demigods of all time. So I think he clocked it a little bit. And yeah, his aggression, just like he respected Grover breaking the mold of what he thought and was like kind of faking being all into the wars and stuff. So Mm -hmm. all in all, it was just a great episode. I I walked away smiling. I thought like, damn, I can't wait till I see Edge again. It's great. Yeah, we we left last episode. I don't want to say the direct opposite of this feeling, but
1: we Mm -hmm. were concerns were building. Yes. And I think this rectified most of the things that i was worried about we broke the that structure that you mentioned yep. earlier in this episode and we, we've gotten i mean just the involvement of more gods like we've said is was a very positive development the personal development between percy and annabeth hit it out of the park in my opinion the the individual development of grover it was was really good for me so we're
0: just right back in the right direction i thought it was great i'm really excited and i'm thinking we're just getting next next episode's vegas then potentially LA and then the finale. So like, I feel like that's going to be, I said it last episode that we're about to start sprinting to the end, but this was really us getting ready to start sprinting. And I'm happier than ever that it wasn't the sprint because like I've said, this is my favorite episode of the season. So Mm -hmm. us gearing up for these last three episodes, I think I'm like so excited. I'm ready. I feel way better than I did. Like you said, coming out of episode four. Yeah, for
1: sure. And Tuesdays, 9 p.m.
0: Yeah, I commented like in the, the Discord. It. I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> dude, I went to watch it at like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. because I just left
1: work. Kelly did the so, same thing. She texted yeah. me and was like, where the hell is this Percy Jackson episode? And I was like, "Yeah, Tuesdays at 9 p.m.
0: I looked up instantly. I was like, "Is this a, is, are they doing one of those breaks? Like, what are we doing here? And I was really upset about <laughs> yeah, it. That would have been whatever. terrible.
1: Yeah. So we've mentioned, you just mentioned, but to do the spoiler stuff, do we want to do a little sectioned-off warning?
0: Yeah, so we're going to kick everybody out and tell you to stop listening to the podcast. If you have no intention of hearing potential spoilers and remember that our book knowledge is so old that we probably misremember a lot. We're also Mm -hmm. probably going to be conflating it with some movie things here, but if you don't want us guessing and we don't know how much they're going to take from the books and spin their own stuff, we're going to start guessing some of the ending things here that we got from this episode. So if you don't want to hear any of that, is your last warning because in like five seconds we're just going to openly talk about what we remember just super quick nothing like deep but a couple comments that we wanted i wanted to throw out there so this is your last warning yeah this is your actual last warning about <laughs> <about>. <laughs> okay all right so now that we're in full spoiler talk like aries is going to be the big bad guy of this season like that's going to be i'm pretty sure the ending at least what i remember from the books is like percy ends up literally fighting sword to yeah. sword on like a beach against Ares at the end of the book
1: and they showed some of that in the trailer which always ends up being an interesting.
0: i hate thing. that they do that but i i think i saw that too i tried to block yeah. it out but because in the movie it's hades they just leaned into the the trope that hades is like the bad guy behind the lightning thief in this yeah i think it's going to be aries so now that we can talk about spoilers is grover's yeah. not out here sussing it sussing it to be Aries, as I mean, I was trying to avoid saying that so specifically when we were talking about it. But is that what we, what you were really trying to dance around? That you think Grover's going to say it's Aries?
1: I think that's what he's going to say, and but because I think it's it's they're going to present it to us. I think him being like half right about that is going to make the ending like more shocking when it's Luke.
0: Oh, I can't specifically remember. Is Luke in the books like? put onto this path by Ares? Like, is that the whole idea? And Ares is like all about the idea of having this war between the gods happen, which is why he wanted the lightning thief to have this, the master Bolt, and cause Zeus to,
1: yeah, I think Ares is second in the equation. It's not Ares influencing Luke. It's Luke influencing Ares.
0: Okay. Yes. That makes sense because because of how the whole rest of the books play out.
1: Kind of in Luke.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Which is fucking epic to say like taking
1: advantage of Ares in a way where it's like, obviously, this is right up your alley, pal. Like Yes. yes, like, yes he yes, has yes, the yes. conversation when he's saying like Zeus is pretty much gung ho. This is going to be a war no matter what. And like, isn't that like he's happy and giddy talking about that.
0: So he's being so. manipulated. Right. That is totally yeah. what it is because. He's being
1: manipulated, but also he's, I mean.
0: He's into. He's it. into it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like he's. So Luke, I think he.
1: He's fine. I mean, obviously, the level of ego involved in being manipulated, but it's not like it's something he wouldn't want to do. He just didn't know it was a plan. Right now. He, right. yeah, now, he's in on
0: it. The Luke reveal doesn't happen until after the Percy Aries fight, probably. Right. Yeah, Isn't that like, like the, last, like the thing last thing that happens? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Luke's great, and I don't know if you've been seeing any of like the media things that he's been doing, like click. Quick quick little interviews, but one thing he was doing, which is amazing, like the fandom that knows or read the books, like loves it is he, he like did this interview recently. I think it was even before, like it might've been before the season was even shot, but it was people know him so like it kind of circulated a little bit after the first two episodes he was saying like oh like me and Percy me and Walker like we have such a in real life like brother relationship and uh, it shows in the show like i really hope that our relationship gets to keep growing and the fandom loves <laughs> us and all the comments are like this motherfucker is just <laughs> trying good. to sell it and it's just yeah. so good because that his twist good. is going to be crazy i i can't wait cuz luke was yeah. so great in his first two episodes and this will be the final
1: spoiler comment that I have. and it's I guess it's a spoiler inspired guess mm-hmm. that we were talking about like, who is this voice gonna be? Yeah, in Percy's dreams and it's I think it's a hundred percent Chronos
0: Wow. that makes so much sense because what was hang what was keeping me hung up on it was two things. I was thinking that somehow Luke was using a magical item to fuck with Percy and like manipulate him in that way, which didn't. I even said it on the podcast. I was like, "How does that make? How would he even do that?" Yeah. And then the the thing that was keeping me from thinking it was obviously Aries or something like that. Was how the voice was talking about gods. So mm-hmm. that makes so much sense because Cronus is a Titan. Now that yeah. that totally is the answer. It's Cronus, but we might not yeah. get that reveal until season three or whatever it is. Like, yeah, I guess we'll see. To it could be it could be the end of the season. I don't know how much they want to fast. Yeah, that yeah, stuff. guys.
1: Like, it's going to depend on how much time they spend on that kind of stuff in the finale because yeah. again like the finale is going to be i'm, I'm assume, especially because they're not long like it's i think the airy stuff's going to eat up a lot at the finale and the loop thing will be like a like the last punch in the face before the season ends
0: so do you think we get zeus and poseidon we have to get them by the end of the season right
1: yeah i was yeah that's a good point
0: they don't make an appearance until after the lightning the master bolt gets solved which is definitely going to be like the end yeah. of the.
1: maybe that's like a like a Post credit,
0: well, maybe the Hades episode, know. the Hades stuff gets cut short because the the next episode's clearly going to be Vegas, like that is a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: I don't we'll know. See. Yeah, but here, let me actually look at it right here. I just had it up. So episode six is we take a zebra to Vegas. Episode seven is we find out the truth, sort of. So seven's description is about the underworld, and then episode eight, yeah. the prophecy comes true. It says Percy faces his greatest battle yet. So that is totally going to be. I think they're doing Aries and Luke in one episode, and it's going to be the finale. The
1: the feels like the title is about the Luke part, and then the description is about the Aries part.
0: Yeah. Either way, dude. I think this is yeah. the best I felt so far. So I'm yeah, I'm hyped. yeah, yeah, but. for sure. I haven't yeah, I haven't felt I would say this good since
1: like maybe after like the first two episodes. Yeah. All right, take us Done home. Of yeah. All right. So if you stuck around for the spoiler talk. Thank you. Hit
0: us What's about too? Discord, dude. We've been talking on there. so
1: True. Yeah, that's actually a great plug for the Discord. Uh, the conversation there can can veer into as much spoilers as we really want to. Obviously, we've been trying to keep the the general podcast itself as spoiler-free as possible because we want to appeal to both groups. And yeah, other ways to support us beyond Discord is just going to be subscribing whatever you're listening or watching on. And if you're watching, throwing us a like on the YouTube video if you do actually like the video is always a good thing. And yeah, the best way to find out more about Bingetown TV, because Bingetown TV is more than just Percy Jackson, is just going to be going to BingetownTV.com. That's just the easiest way to find all of our episodes in alphabetical organized order. We're wrapping up, or we just wrapped up rather, um, Jujutsu Kaisen, Yu Yu Hakusho. We're on an anime kick right now because we're starting to cover solo leveling as well. And then other than that, you know, we're doing Reacher, which is on Amazon Prime. True Detective comes mm-hmm. out on HBO at some point soon. So we'll be covering True Detective. And Murder at the End of the World on Hulu just ended recently. We covered that as well. And we'll have more things coming down the pike. So Binshan TV has been getting after it for almost four years at this point, nonstop, Consistently, I don't think we've ever taken an actual break. Excuse me from doing the podcast because there's like seven, eight, nine of us. So lots of voices to hear, lots of TV shows to cover. So if you like us, stick around and explore more of us. So for the fifth time this season, we are Bingetown TV. And thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.